Popcorn the Colonel. Howdy. Throughout the show, we follow the awkwardly magical journey of three adolescent adventures. Now hold on now, because Magic Isn't Real is a podcast for adults. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Now you said you were doing belly rubs for this, right? Very good. Oh yeah, right there. Welcome to another episode of Magic as in Rare. Back like we never left. Oh, God, I don't, I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We start with a random noise first. We're making a show? It's been like a month since we've actually recorded in real life. Oh, yeah, so it feels oh. good to be back. We you are don't. in a new space. We got a new, new, new space. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> it's you fine. Guys, y'all can't see it, but there's some scary-ass dolls behind me, and I refuse to turn my head. <laughs> New immune system after COVID ravaged me for two oh, weeks. No. Uh, uh, we're back, and we're stronger than ever. My hair is shorter. Uh, I think that's True. the only thing that's changed in my life. <laughs> I mean, I, got, I gained like two pounds. Those were some good burgers I was having the other day. Hell yeah. So. I think I lost weight, but then I think I rewarded myself with immediately packing. I, we, I heard that noise. <laughs> yeah, that I, was. Like, I, I told I, you, I man. I my train of thought. I told these the fucking dolls, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Oh my God, it's heads backwards. Oh, stop. <laughs> you don't want to look at my color me mind creation. <laughs> Do you want to know all their names? <laughs> Join with me as always is someone that puts ketchup on pasta, Kayla Temshin. And I'm what? right for it. It's, wait, you actually do? Well, this is not a true all story. Pasta, we don't not need all to get pasta. Into this. It's called pastina. Hashtag not all pasta. Stars. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What a career well, assassination. Wrong. <laughs> I didn't realize it wasn't normal. I shit you not until like two years ago. When I did it and Dustin was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, bizarre. this is my culture. The weirdest <laughs> thing is that you done. didn't think it was weird. You were like, I'm, yeah, this is fucking normal. What are you? Hey, I'm the only guy in the world whose favorite soup is clam chowder. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, clam chowder's. People I'm guessing eat you eat it, but yeah. Like... I mean, with the amount of vitriol I've got, <laughs> you would think that shit's radioactive. That's it. We all had Skyline for Dustin. We're all having pastina for me. Sorry, my introduction totally cut off your introduction. <laughs> Join with me as Kayla Temshiv. Yes. Hi, I'm Kayla Temshiv, they, them, and I play Parker Henley. She, her. Parker is a level four circle of the sh- 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 shepherd druid. Parker's tagline this week is, Hello, Titmice. Look at your PCS. No back at me. No back at your PCS. Sadly, your PCS isn't me. But if your PCS had anxiety and tummy issues, they could be like me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? Vervel. You're in a town with corpses that Brandon looks like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's an oyster with two tickets to the fear factory. Anything is possible when you portal into another dimension. I am a horse. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Beautiful. And now for Jonah. Heyo. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonah Pfeiffer, he, him, and I play the level four lore bard whose lore of choice is obscure pro wrestling facts, <laughs> Ted Vardaman, who is currently one eyeliner pencil away from collapsing into a black hole. <laughs> oh, she's sweet, though. Aye. A good tagline for Ted this week is... What's the point of gods being real if they still don't talk to you? (laughs) 
That's beautiful. Hey guys, my name is Chris Contreras. He, him, and I played the amazing, the popular, the outstanding, the absolutely sensational Brendan Rodriguez. Someone's been what reading world? their Thora. <laughs> I was going to say, I've missed those adjectives. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you so. said at and then pause, I thought you were going to say average, and the I was average. like, damn. <laughs> hey, don't let Ted get to you like that. Dude, he's getting to me quite a bit. <laughs> Yes. Poking the bear. <laughs> Poking the lion. Come yeah, on, bro. Literally. It's in the lore. <laughs> Whatever. Quarterback, oh, running lore. back. <laughs> and Brandon's tagline this week is going to be, don't fuck with your king. Fuck on him. Yeah, just fuck on the king. Stop saying things. <laughs> We're canceling the podcast. I'm sorry, you guys. I've been gone for a minute. We have been gone for a minute. It's weird. I don't know. It's like getting back on the horse again. Hey. <laughs> I had a backup tagline that I found online, didn't use it, but I do want to say it on mic because it's really funny. Okay. Said, Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Nay Baleen. <laughs> fucking hate good. it. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, but then I remembered I could do the entirety of the Old Spice commercial, so I did that instead. For all of the stuff that we've missed, I doubt you've missed the extra credit. Ah, my favorite part of recording the show. <laughs> Live for the shit. <laughs> Throughout the show, we ask the players two trivia questions, one being high school test prep and the other being D&D-related trivia. If they get the high school test question right, they get one re-roll in the human world. If they get the D&D-related question right, they get a re-roll in any other. Are you all ready for the high school-based question? No, never are. I don't know why you keep asking. <laughs> Woefully undereducated. I'm actually feeling okay about it today. That's unusual. No, I just lied. I have no idea what we're <laughs> That is usual. Yeah. All right, going on to the high school-based trivia back to geometry this actually okay. isn't high school i wanted to ease you guys back into it this is middle school level don't say that yeah now we're just gonna look stupider he's gonna ask us to You're draw right. wrong i'll cut that out <laughs> i'm not gonna cut that out what type of triangle oh god has two sides of equal length yeah i know this I don't know how to spell it, but I know how to pronounce it. Our profession demands mastery over all triangles. You know, you know what? You know what's gonna fuck me over? I know the triangle. I can't remember the fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna give you A B C D. Okay, yeah, you should. You should. Okay, I'll do it. A perpendicular. B parallel. C isosceles. D equilateral. These are all names of triangles, but only one has two equal sides. A parallel triangle. Yep, it's when all of the sides are equal. <laughs> Isn't that just... I looked it up. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You think okay. I would have the balls to be like, yeah, that's the name of to a triangle. To make up a type of triangle? I'll make up a fake name of a pancake <laughs> with sentient powers, but I don't know the name of fucking triangles. Stop, thumbs up it. <laughs> the more you do it, the more insecure I feel. <laughs> Y'all, I'm going to make a villain that's all based on triangles. Vector from hell. <laughs> Not the triangle, man. I think that's just a surveyor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Jonah today. I think the answer is isosceles. We got isosceles. I also think it's isosceles. We also think isosceles? It's yeah. isosceles because right. one side is isolated and they sound the same. We all said isosceles. But you all would be correct. Absolutely, an isosceles triangle. I, a parallel, it's not a thing. Doodles. It's called an equilateral. Too bad you guys aren't <laughs> going to be going back to Earth anymore. So, <laughs> Thumbs fuck. up all around. Thumbs up all around. 
I love visual gags that nobody can see because yeah, it's right. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we do those a lot. We do. <laughs> they always get cut, though. Not this one. I'm going to keep this one in. Yeah, um, just know that Jonah was throwing hella thumbs ups. Oh, yeah. I, but I've um, seen him out. <laughs> the way that I was taught to remember this is because an isosceles trial looks like a cone of an ice cream cone. Obtuse. And an isosceles. Obtuse ice is the third kind of triangle. Sure. Scalene? Oh. Oh, that sounds a lot more efficient. Mm, <laughs> obtuse there's angles are a thing. Is this oh, for, is it four? Why did I forget you guys were surveyors? I think there's more than it's three your kinds entire of personality. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. You mean to tell me there's more than three kinds of triangles? <laughs> this is just a sneaking suspicion. That's the real magic. Geometry. Are we Geometry. ready for the D&D related question? I don't see how it could be nearly as interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Today's question. It's about the undead, because we now have a more diverse party welcoming our undead friends. Hello, Brandon. Thank you for being our token zombie. Uh, (laughs) Zombies. Skeletons. Brandon. And other undead ones. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Zombies. Skeletons. I don't know what I just did. Fucking shit! (laughs) I'm never going to be able to fucking do this! (laughs) It wasn't me. (laughs) I had a whole bit last time, and I was hoping it would nip this in the bud. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, is that what that was? That was just to do it more because it was entertaining. Fucking hell! (laughs) Zombies. Skeletons. Brandon, and other undead monstrosities all share a trait known as undead nature, which states that undead creatures do not require food, drink, sleep, and what other quality of life? They do not require food, drink, or sleep. What else do they not require that normal humans do? That's all anybody really needs. Food, drink, sleep. Water. You guys are going to feel Atmosphere. I chose the easiest ones to tell you. I chose the hardest one to keep away. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. I gave you guys isosceles triangle, okay? I guess so. I think I have an answer. I have an answer as well. Jonah. Uh, I think it is air. You said food, water, and sleep. Okay. We have air. I said breathing. Breathing. Yeah. Air slash oxygen. For the first time in all. All of magic isn't real. Everybody got the questions right for all of the questions. Oh, Oh, shoot. Oh, that feels great. Guys, did y'all take a month off and like study? (laughs) Well, to be fair, I was about to say sex. (laughs) (laughs) They got enough bones. I was like, I don't know, shelter? (laughs) Health insurance. (laughs) So zombies are the only type of creature that can go into space without any real harm because they don't need to breathe. The Githyanki fear the zombie spelljammer ships (laughs) that chart through the astral sea. I went right to water zombies. Yeah, That was my good instinct. You don't need to breathe in the water. Yeah. You can just chill. I'm going to make good use of those rerolls because... I roll like shit always. How many rerolls do we have? Now that we're back, I want to get a, a stock. Oh, no. Jonah. Bone dry. I always use them. <laughs> Jonah, do you have one and one? Yeah. Christian? I have one and two. Two and where? In uh, the D&D world. Two in the D&D world, one in the human world. Kayla? I don't know where my paper is. <gasps> is it one of those? Fucking probably. Yeah. I, I kept your guys' notes. Do you see one that looks like not your handwriting? If if you find yeah, ones... Lots. Here, we're, we're going to pause it for a sec. Every time she hears my introduction, she's like, chill the fuck out. You ain't, you ain't all that. You ain't all that. Yeah. 
Are you her favorite character? Yeah. She said she loves my character. I actually Good. don't know if my mom listens to the podcast. I love my mama because she's like so much like me because she essentially told me, the motherfucker, you ain't even playing a character. You're just you when you were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, they don't know that. Yeah, exactly. Nobody yeah. else knows that. See, my mom, who's one of our patrons, shout out to Andrea, she's like, and you didn't base Nona on me? And I'm like, no, I didn't base Nona on you. And she's like, but I tell you not to walk on the grass. I'm like, mom, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fucking funny. Let's get to it, guys. As we left off, you all ate the elder apple muffins from Ronin, giving you plus two wisdom for the next four hours. I'll say you guys got three and a half hours left. You guys just got here. Your mission is to find a snell healed tree. It's like a bonsai tree, produces one fruit. All you know is it could be useful to Colin. For getting this laser technology up and running. Brandon was revealed to be undead since you first visited Finnedale, and you're now on a planet called Vervel, which comes from the Furbolg word for decay, created by the god of souls Dolver. While on this plane of existence, your soul is eternally tethered to your body. In short, you cannot die. Well, the dead can. Back to it! So are Parker and Ted effectively immortal here? Oh, no, no. Once you die, your body will be dead once you step out of your plane of existence. He is alive due to raise the dead. Okay, So cool. he can go back to Earth, keep walking around. You guys, if you guys die and then immediately go through the portal, your bodies will go limp and lifeless. Okay, but we could stay here and live as zombies. Sure. Yes. So please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an option. Li- and endlessly toil into the cogs of the machine. Same way, if a dead <laughs> so body like, is thrown America. through the portal into this world... That body will then come back to life. It is like America, but you don't get to die at the end. <laughs> well, you can throw yourself into the fiery pits of whatever it is. Yeah, well, it was the corrosive acid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's the swamp pits. It's a decent two-day walk to get there. But if you do wish to retire your soul, that's always an option. Let's just stay here and end the podcast. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I don't like the more of a wholesome, like, you guys have a dead beat farm. Like, yeah. But one day Parker and Ted will, like, age. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the we fuck's kill going on with you it's two? It's gonna take huh? a while, but <laughs> how long will you keep up the act? No, we're gonna interstellar this shit. Mm, I guess we'd have to die. But after the recap, we left off at the Fear Factory, the sizable three-story pub, and the bottom on it is the cage in which we see Brandon tearing the head off of an undead elf, their spinal cord hanging from the skull. The sound of a lamb's horn blares throughout the arena, but it's drowned out by the sound of applause, cheering, and the patrons smacking bones against each other like little noisemakers. A halfling man with pale white skin and gray-white hair starts towards the center of the arena. He's floating with a cane in hand, also doubling as his mic stand. He's a little bit more different than the rest because he looks semi-normal. He's what people call freshened. He looks a little bit more like he was when he died. There are no signs of decay on his body, no bones showing. You can see his skin tone changes from his chest to his neck and to his face, very pale and purple, gray cape and a gray vest. He has some sort of microphone in hand, and he says, Well, what about that shocking conclusion from our newest contender? (laughs) The people must know. What is your name, Slayer? And he puts the mic towards your face, Brandon. Can I get a spelling on that? (laughs) Well, you all heard it, folks. The fearsome beast. (laughs) I guess it was always his best stress reliever. Yanking people's heads off? I would like to roll an investigation as I'm kind of sniffing the air. I'll say if you're sniffing, that's perception. Okay, we'll do that. Ted, are you still wearing that cologne? <laughs> what is it? Cologne. 19, uh, baby. Uh, yeah, no, totally. 
I'd say roll a stealth check, but you're not, not in hiding stealthy. or anything. <laughs> We're covered in mud, though. I'm wearing pink wraparound sunglasses. <laughs> He's very well perceived. And as you <laughs> sniff the air, you get that cologne in which they bought at the floor store. And you can see, almost like your nose is leading you to see Ted on the first floor. I immediately lunge for Ted's neck with my claws. The diameter of this half sphere is about 40 feet, so you're a bit close to each other. You rush towards him. He's only able to get about 10 feet away from the edge of the cage, so you are on his side of the cage as you get your full movement speed to reach him. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and just take a quick swipe, kind of like in his jugular area, kind of like where his neck meets the collarbone. Got it. All right. He's not in my weight class. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to leave? We can leave. No, we need to get him. Then I'm going to go get him. Well, um, yeah. He takes the microphone back. I guess we might have one more fight here, folks. As they were leaving, everyone starts pulling people back inside like, wait, hang on. Hey, they're doing an encore. People start going back to the bar. Everyone's grabbing drinks, these mugs. I start going the opposite corner of where we would start and just start pacing back and forth. As you start to leave the MC, the headless elf corpse starts walking up to Brandon and says, Hey, uh, can I get my head back, please? I would really appreciate it if I could just, you know, just steal that from you real quick. Can I, can I just take... Nope, nope, you're, you're tightening. I crush it. Mother... Fu- Wait, no, you can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon! This headless being is now just, like, smacking its thighs and just... And it looks mildly unhappy. Slowly walks out of the pit through the bars of the cage. Parker, whatever you think of during whatever's about to happen, just know I trust you. And don't worry. You're you're actually gonna fight him. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 gonna fight him. And I turn to start walking. Wait! (laughs) Um Parker grabs his hand and hugs him and casts enlarge on Ted. Oh, 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 what? You said you weren't in his weight class, and I just thought maybe you could be heavier or bigger or something like that. Oh, this feels good. So you are now a large class creature. Just don't uh, <clears throat> die, because you can't come back. Brandon, you call that a war cry? As you start walking towards the cage, releasing this war cry, everyone is on the edge of the balconies and patting you on the back as you start walking towards the cage doors. As this is happening, can I get a perception check from everyone? That's going to put me at an 18. Natural 20. Natural 20. total of 25. 15. You see the MC was ushered out of the cage, and you see he floats up with his cane to a box. There's not many boxes here, like there is at, like, theaters, but there is a single box with two seats in there, and there is this woman in a very elegant dress, a nice headdress keeping her hair back, and she is whispering off the side of her mouth to the MC. You can tell this woman has a lot of power and a lot of authority. She looks, again, like the MC. She's been freshened up, so her skin tone on her face is different from her shoulders, arms, because you think she may have had some work done to make her look less deceased. And as soon as she's finished talking, she looks back down at the cage, not even a semblance of a smile. Brandon is pacing in the cage. Ted, they open the doors for you. <clears throat> Come on, Hans. Come on, Hans. Stop shaking. Can I run down to where the doors are? Yeah. It's all public until you get to the cage doors. Ted, get him back, okay? I'm not going to let you die. And 
Brandon, Parker tries to wave, but also be menacing. So just kind of ends up doing like a fist pump in Brandon's <laughs> direction. And then a really big shrug. And then she just puts her head in her hands. Yeah, Brandon's just keen focused on Ted as he's walking. I'm sure you've seen a lot of strong warriors walk into this place. But I don't think that you have ever seen a twister demolish this building. (laughs) The MC, withhold the mic. Everyone heard you because your guttural voice. Once you're in the cage, it all echoes throughout the building. The MC says, whoa, we welcome Twister to the cage. Fear Factory, we've never seen a match like this. Seems to be some sort of quarrel between the two fighters. And without further ado, the ram's horn blares again. Let's see some decapitation! Now before we start, the only way to win is by decapitating your opponent. (laughs) Because you cannot best an opponent in combat, you cannot kill another one, the only way to determine a victory is when their head is off of their shoulders. You had a question? You had a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How does my rage work in this? Is it still, still just works. regular? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's I'm been just working in- since you've been undead. So cool, yeah. so it's just a rage. Yeah. Doesn't this have a time limit, though, for a minute? I feel like you haven't been raging up to that. I don't want to waste your we'll slots pretend. without your... We'll just pretend. Cool. And then you hear that horn. Can I have you two roll for initiative? Can I also roll into initiative? Please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural 20. Natural 20? Whoa, shit. 16. 19 plus 1 for an unnatural 20. I'm going to say you go after Brandon. So the diameter of this cage, it's a complete circle, and it is about 40 feet long. You are each about 10 feet away from your edge. You could take your movement speed to get to the other person. Brandon, you are going to start. I dig my heels in, push a little back, as if I'm getting shoved forward at a rapid speed as my claws touch the ground as I lunge at Ted's neck. Oh, shit. Rolled a hit. Thus a 16 hit. Depends. Are you wearing the cloak? I am. Oh, (laughs) I forgot about the cloak. So with this, you cannot look directly at Ted as soon as he puts the hood on to start the round. So can you roll again? That's an 18. Still hit. Still fucking hits. Well, so much for that, Ted. Roll that damage. Well, five damage. Five damage is still damage. God damn, those things are fucking sharp. (laughs) With those claws... You get two attacks, so roll another attack with disadvantage. So first one's an 18. Okay. Second one's a 23. Jesus Christ, yep, yeah, get that it. other attack. That one is six damage. Six damage, 11 damage total. That'll be my turn. Absolutely it is. Now, Parker, you wanted to insert yourself into initiative, and you get your turn right now. Can I look around me? Are there, is there anyone that looks particularly friendly? Yeah, everybody looks like they're people at a sports event. They just look very enthusiastic about what's happening. No one looks entirely hostile. Is there anyone that looks old? A lot of people here look old. I'm just going to grab on the most grandmotherly-looking person's sleeve. Go, okay. um, excuse me? Oh, well, hello, darling. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. Uh, this is my first time here. I just had a question. I was hoping you could help me out. Oh, you seem fresh. Yeah, um, being dead's really scary. <laughs> no, 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 no. What do you need help with? I was just wondering, do they stop people from interfering outside of the ring? Do people ever get involved? I'm not sure I know what you mean. How could you get involved like that? That's... I've never heard of that happening ever. Really? Yeah. So, like, no one from the outside has ever shot some wild magic in there? Just to mix things up? I mean, what's the point of shooting something? Everyone's dead anyway. It's not like it's gonna hurt. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, no, that's so crazy. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, darling. Yeah. Parker is going to hold her turn. You got it. Moving on to that's Ted. That's my, yeah. You should know this already, Brandon. A wrestler's most powerful with a red mask. Fight! Oh, you want me to fight? Well, I want you to stop. I cast Hold Purse. Absolutely. <coughs> Brandon. Roll a wisdom save. Wisdom save? And I get a plus two because of that thing we ate, correct? It's a plus two to your stats, which gives you a plus one to this roll. Gotcha. Holy shit. 17. Well, that was my only plan. (laughs) (laughs) That pink magic comes out of your breath, and as it hits Branded, it mists right off of him, going right past him. I just turn my head over to Parker in the crowd if I can see her, and I just nod my head. (laughs) Parker sees the nod, and I would like to use my action to send a text to Ted. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're free to do so. It just says, fake your own death. Use silent image. If only I could get to my phone right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you feel it vibrate or anything. And then I, I do a I, little... Yeah, I probably feel my tiny cell phone vibrate in my pocket. Parker does the little phone gesture. If only my hands weren't enormous. <laughs> I'm going to attack again with my left claw, but this time I'm going to reach for the throat and try to grasp it. You got it, absolutely. Disadvantage, correct? Yes. Oh, that was rougher. 13. Does that hit? I just yell, No! I cutting words you. (laughs) And reduce the roll by six. No! I just smack your tiny hand out of the way with my massive one. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing I'm going to go use my other claw to do the exact same thing. Yep. (laughs) Do that roll with disadvantage. That one is a 16. That still hits. That one's only two damage. But, damage is damage. Yeah, I would like to use my Tavern Brawler Grapple. So when I hit a creature with an unarmed strike, I can use my bonus action to attempt and grapple it. Absolutely. Give me a contested strength chest, you guys. Brandon, 19. I believe you get to add a D4. No, nah, I get an advantage. Cause oh, just advantage? Yeah. You got it. You said 19? Yeah. Yep, I rolled a 12. <laughs> oh, grasping the large Ted, you now have complete control. That's my turn. Parker. Parker feels really bad about this. This cage is, like, covered, right? Mm-hmm. It's a complete half-sphere. Man, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know either. You wanted to roll in. I did, because I'd rather be in the initiative than not at all in the initiative. I'm just going to yell, Brandon, what are you doing? I do not look away from Ted. Ted is your friend. We're your friends. As I'm yelling, you watch as the colonel like claws out of my mouth, and I'm using my spirit totem. Mm-hmm. So the colonel, but wearing like a little umpire's mask, climbs out and snuggles up by me, and will grant Ted nine temp HP. Absolutely. But I'm just gonna keep him right by me because he should be able to be in range. And then I'm gonna cry a little. I don't blame you. I'm doing a lot more damage than I thought I was yeah, gonna do. Yeah, the barbarian yeah, beat the bard. <laughs> Moving on to Ted. I didn't want to do this, Brandon, but you fucking made me. He's grabbed onto me. I am. I lean my big-ass head down towards his ear, and I whisper into it, casting my dissonant whispers. (laughs) Your mom will never love you the way mine does. (laughs) 
Yeah. Roll another wisdom save. Another wisdom save. I'll use the tiny dice. 17. 17. That doesn't do anything. My mom really? is very busy oh. at work. <laughs> Actually, no, you just take half damage. Half damage? Okay, half damage. what's half damage? Half damage is... This was not meant for Ted to win. Three. Three? Three damage. That was a lot of rolls for just a three. Yeah, no, I rolled a two, two, three on a 3d6. <laughs> oh, God. Three damage are- done. As the words go into your ears and you're able to push them off a little bit, but a little bit of that truth stings your brain, dealing three damage to you. Back to Brandon. Can I do an investigation to see if I see Parker put out her totem? Is she that close to me? Or yes. perception, I guess? Uh, yeah, um, I'd say do a perception. Investigation is more hands-on. Okay. Uh, that's a five. Five. Everything's sort of getting lost right now. There's a lot of spotlight on you, and you're also hugging a giant Ted. So the part that is where Parker is, is being covered up by Ted, and you can't see through the spotlights. I am going to attempt to fucking suplex this big-ass Ted. Absolutely. Give me... I'd say for a suplex, you're moving him. Give me one more contested strength. Contested strength. Roll to suplex. 13. 16. 16. (laughs) So as you try and lift him up and backwards, he's a lot heavier, this form. Try and do so, and you're just standing there. It looks like you're just trying to deadlift, but you really can't. You cannot get him off the ground. What's wrong? I thought this is what you wanted. That's my turn. Parker. Parker's going to do something she's never done in her life. Step one, she's going to yell, Ted, I think you have to hit him. <laughs> and then Parker. Um... <laughs> Parker doesn't know this, but hitting him literally does zero damage. Plus, Plus one, one D4. D4. That's true. And then Parker's going to whip out her human phone and call Kev the Lev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a power move. Okay. Oh, yeah, baby. You dial. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry I don't have your number. It's Parker. Oh. I think I sent you a text that was like, hi, it's Parker from the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Hey, I'm with Brandon right now and he's really upset and I'm really worried about him. Do you want to talk to him or do you want to, do you know anything I can say? Does he have like anything that snaps him out when he gets really angry? Because he's angry right now and I think he's going to hurt Ted and I, I don't know what to do. Oh, Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Can you put me on the phone with him? I can try. And then I'm going to put Kev on speaker and I'm going to run to where Brandon is and hold the phone as close to the pit as I can. As close to the pit, pushing through the crowd. You hear on speakerphone. Hey. hey. Whoa, it sounds loud. Hey, Brandon, what's going on? I I, I know you might Stay be... Stay out of it. Oh, shit, dude. Are you... Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is the whole thing. Hey. When you took me to the lake the first time taught me what it was like to have a friend. Not just someone who hangs around because you're on the same team or you go to the same school. You taught me what it's like to have a friend. This is different. I don't know what you're going through right now. I'm not going to act like I do. But you just got to know that you're the good guy, Brandon. And I'm not sure you are right now. And then he stops talking. Can I roll an insight? Please. Because if he says, is this that thing? 17. What are you trying to figure out right now? I'm trying to see if I glean from that that Kev knows. knows what's up. Yeah. You get the sense that he's not as surprised as you thought he would be. I'm going to take the phone off speaker and put it back and be like, Hey, Kev, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I could do more. It's okay. Wait, who is that? Uh, it's Kevin the Lever. Kevin! Kevin! 
You told your friend, but I can't tell my mom! You see a big toothy grin come across Brandon's face. I fear I may have made a mistake. <laughs> Kev, can I call you later? Yeah, for sure. I, I guess I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later. Um, bye. See ya. I'm gonna take you the fuck apart like a fucking Build-A-Bear! <laughs> is that how That's what I wanted to hear. Ted, it is your turn. I weigh eight times as much as I usually do. Between do. 1,000 and 1,500 pounds. I'm going to try and fall on top of him and crush him into paste. <laughs> <sighs> Give me a contested strength. Contested strength. How am I going to healing word this? That's a... Oh, boy. That puts me at an 18. 18? I rolled a fucking eight. <laughs> eight! Oh, wow. As you, 1,000 pounds of force, topple on top. He maintains your weight. Almost looking as if he's lifting you with the tops of his hands, lifting you almost off the ground for a moment, but almost you're like, just not able to... Like Hulk Hogan lifting Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! And the parallels, they continue. You know what? For all your wrestling references, this one is the most relevant. I love that. Absolutely. And the crowd starts going crazy. With that, it's back to Brandon. I... I'm going to attempt to, as he's on top of me, I'm just going to try to fling him away from me. Absolutely. For that, just give me an athletics check. Athletics. Because you already have him up. You have the hard part done. Skills, athletics. Jesus Christ. 24. 24. You're able to toss him, and he hits the cage. He hits the cage, and it deals one damage. Come on, Ted! Fight back! The chains rattle. And you see this large Ted slowly as the dust settles below him, dealing one damage of his temp HP. You see his eyes reach you once again. Parker, it's your turn. Damn it! I don't like to cheat in things! Parker is going to put her fingers up to the grate. Mm-hmm. Is there any like sort of effects like pyrotechnics fog machine going on right now? There are lights going. Like okay. There's like spotlights and lasers. She's going to try and time it so it looks theatrical? Okay. Or blends in. I'm going to poison spray Brandon. Okay. He's about 10 feet away from the cage. You're already as close as you can be. Yeah. Attempt to poison spray. I need a con save. Con, okay. I was hoping those stacks. That is going to be a 18. Yeah, that'll pass. As the the strobe lights are going down and up and down and up, when it goes down, you flash this poison spray and it hits, but with little to no effect. Hey, Ted, would you be mad if you suddenly became regular-sized again? I feel pretty regular-sized, Parker. (laughs) Okay. I trust you. Okay, I'm going to get you out of there. And that is the end of your turn. Moving on to Ted. Are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Because I'm going to burn through spells for you, homie. (laughs) You have one more turn of being large. You can choose to utilize it, or you can go with your bardic abilities. I cast Old Person again. Casting whole person. person. That was wisdom, right? Yep. Yes. That one's a six. All right. There you go. You are completely and utterly paralyzed. <laughs> Oof. You can't speak. You can't move. I point my finger at you and you stop in time. For how long? Till you save. Till I save, okay. <laughs> Longest you can be is a minute. And as that happens, <sighs> Brandon, you are completely 
immobile. You might as well have no bones. (laughs) (laughs) But as you're in this stuck position, your arms the same position they were, your legs still stuck, almost cemented, pinned into the ground, you see someone in the audience that you recognize. They don't look dead, but they definitely have a visage about them, and you see Silent Roar, cross arms, shaking his head in disappointment. Almost like a ghost, he floats through the cage, and right in front of you, almost in an instant, it says, What are you doing? Proving I'm stronger. You're proving you're reckless. I'm winning. Who is this man to you? I don't know. Hmm. During my life, I had to make a lot of friends and a lot of enemies. But if I could ever turn an enemy to a friend, I was just that much more powerful. You're thinking a lot like a lion. Territorial, defensive, aggressive. But I need you to think like a barbarian taps you on the head and with a blue visage he is gone if it's your turn he rolls another wisdom save yes absolutely okay. make that wisdom save 13 alright you are no longer held and as he taps you on the head you feel your joints back in motion your body comes limp and you have full control of your body is that at the end of your turn though yes that is the so full that is, that is his, his full turn okay Parker so rage ends yeah oh and the, the rage ends damage. What's up? Your rage ends because you didn't deal or take mm-hmm. damage. Oh, true. <gasps> true, true, true. Your claws retract, and you see you're now back to your human form. Parker. I think I'm going to join Theater Tech, and then Parker is going to drop her concentration on Enlarge and instead cast Moonbeam, so a spotlight is going to shine down on Brandon. Okay. And she's going to yell, Ted, just... Run, stay out of there. A la theater tech. You see like a green LED shoot a spotlight down on Brandon. Absolute. And I need a con save. Either way, it does damage though. That's a 14. That passes. So you're going to do 1d10 damage instead of 2d10. So you're going to take five damage. Five damage. Yes. The light seeming too bright because you notice that your skin starts to melt a little bit. Cook within itself. Not too much to the point where it looks bad or it looks like it's physically changing your body, but you can feel it almost like you're just being transported into a desert-like space. I guess technically it's when a creature starts its turn there, ah, so uh, this will happen the beginning of your In a moment. Yeah. yeah. Dead. All right. I am normal, and he is no longer held. <laughs> <laughs> I am also not raging, though. A bad combo. But I am. <laughs> Damn, I'm not enlarged anymore. I'm gonna have to save these boys constantly. <laughs> Is this what you enjoy, Brandon? The taste of blood? Is that what you consider strength? Well, let me tell you, buddy. I know strong people. You're not strong. You're weak. You're not a king. A king doesn't pick on people weaker than him. You're a tyrant. And I'm going to fucking walk over to him, and I'm going to do one of my famously impotent punches. <laughs> Absolutely. Roll to hit. Uh, it's a seven. <laughs> As oh. you reach in to punch, it's not great form. You don't strike. It's the punch of a very angry person who has I, not thrown a lot of punches. <laughs> I am willing to accept the punch, though. 
well. Oh. He does not shy away from the zero damage. <laughs> As the fist slides down your jaw, feeling no damage. Famously good at punching wrestlers are. <laughs> As your turn begins, you do deal that five damage, I believe, radiant? Ugh. Yeah. Question. Yes. Five radiant damage as you enter your turn. Does the radiant beam. damage do, do more to undead. undead? Does it? it? Depends on the undead. Read Not the every undead has radiant Let me Google. vulnerability. Okay. I just out of curiosity. Yeah. Some sure. of them do. So it'll do at least normal damage. It might do extra depending on what kind of undead they are. I need to. I'm looking at it right now. No, it has a rule about shape changers losing their form, but it says nothing about. Yeah, it's not like a blank undead. Because it's by creature. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was just curious. By creature, and hey, I, I know some Thank spells you. say this does more to undead. I don't think this is one of them. So, with that, we are back to Brandon's turn. As the fist kind of slides off my jaw, Brandon swirls something in his mouth, and you're going to hear him say, Is it settled then? Finally admit that I'm better than you? <laughs> oh, I got a million fucking better things to do than answer that question. Bow to your king, and I'm gonna spit the spearman at him. Absolutely, roll to hit. You do still have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws because of my spirit totem. Oh, okay, cool. Is there a plus to that? Just like a regular hit, or add your dex? Add my dex. Uh huh. That makes it 13. That hits. And as it hits, your body, Ted, begins to grow very cold as it hits you straight in the chest. He can't look at you directly, so he closes his eyes in order to do this. And you're slowly turned into a giant form of ice as it slowly sparks around the sternum. And it reaches out to the chest, to your arms, legs, feet. And you are covered in a prism of ice, leaving out your neck and head. And then I'm just going to start walking towards the gate of the cage as I'm going to attempt to leave. Can you also roll the damage, which is 1d6 plus your charisma? Come look at this, just so you can see that. Oh, no. I don't doubt you. Is it's, it a 6? It's, it's a, a six. 6. Plus your charisma. Plus my charisma. That makes it 7. 7 damage. Insane that you only have a plus 1 to charisma. Yeah, Truly. I have to sacrifice 1. So you have it. 1 point of temp HP left. Okay. As he's sitting there as an icicle. Parker, it is your turn. First thing I'm going to do is move the moonbeam to where Brandon is now. Move it where he is now. Anything else with your turn? Uh, that is my action, but one, Parker, I do feel deeply that I would be a good spot op now. <laughs> I think that's it. I think uh, I, ca- I can't, I, I can't do anything. Ted, give me a strength saving throw <laughs> you have in order to get out of here. <laughs> oh boy. Roll the same thing twice. Nine. Nine is not enough, and you are trying. You are struggling in that, but this ice is way too cold. Moving on to Brandon. I keep walking till I make it to the gate. You need to roll a con save for my moonbeam. Oh, for your moonbeam? That's beam. true. Mm-hmm. 16. You take four damage. Four, four damage. damage. I keep walking. I mean, that's the end of the comment. I, I'm trying to leave. As you go towards Them's not the, rules, the edge of the cage, the MC says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you not going to, you know, do the thing? Off mic, he says, are you not going to, you know, do the thing? Rip his head off, you know, give a good spectacle to the folks? The fight is over. He can't move. Yeah, the fight is over, but the, the, the spectacle, the show must go on, you know. 
I'm going to look at him and attempt to intimidate him as I have my eyes slit almost into like a feline pupil. Absolutely. Give me an intimidation check. 15. <laughs> okay, buddy. All right. All right. I mean, we do have rules about this and you're new. And uh, honestly, you've put in a good show. Two shows worth. Let's just get you out of this cage for now and we'll talk about this later. And he unlocks the cage. People are starting to be like, what? That's it? What happened? Wait a second. Where are you going, Brandon? Afraid to leave an opponent living? Give me another roll. Strength save. 18. And it cracks as you're speaking, the rage filling inside you, and eventually you're able to knock it off in chunks slowly from your chest to your legs, and you're finally able to get out of that icicle. That's right. I know you're just jealous of the real blood that flows through my veins. The rosy tint to my breathing cheeks. Can I use my reaction to scream, Ted, shut up! I bet it really rubs you the wrong way that my hair still grows. As I was kind of stepping out of the cage, <gasps> you see Brandon's foot stop. See him slowly turn around to face Ted. And then you start seeing the cloth pop back out. You that, was start a, see- that was the rest of the crowd. Right? <laughs> the rest of the crowd is murmuring, whispering to each other, but it's slowly filling the entire room. You see the woman who was sitting in the box looks with concern, but then you see a smirk of a smile, which you've not seen this entire time they've been sitting there. She gives a wave of her hand, and it's a signal to the MC with the microphone as he floats above the cage and says, <laughs> Just a part of his persona, folks. Don't be worried. It is not a part of my persona. Oh. Look at me producing saliva. <laughs> What a good character he is. Two taps on the top of the cage. Look at my toenails. They're still growing. And slowly the cage is covered with a black fabric. And the inside is covered with a soundproof aura. As he casts silence over Ted. I'm sorry. That was too funny. I need a a second. The last thing Ted has is spite. (laughs) The bartender, the halfling, starts leading people outside. Says, all right, close your tabs and get out. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. People start ushering themselves outside. And though most of them are muy intoxicated, they are able to form themselves out in an orderly, in a peaceful manner. I'm still there. Yes, you are. And as this happens, two taps on top of the cage again, the fabric comes up, and he keeps the silence on you, Ted. As he goes back into the ring, he's trying to pull Brandon by the collar to, like, come here. Do you let him? I resist a little bit at first, and then eventually give in. Pulls you towards the center. You're right next to each other. Loses concentration on the silence. Is it okay that I'm just standing there not leaving? He figures you're a part of it. Okay, I would like to do something so that he doesn't figure I'm a part of it. Okay. I would like to turn into a spider. Absolutely. Give me a stealth check with advantage because you're a teeny tiny spider. But I wanted to see if he could see that you transformed. That's a 19. You do so and it's almost like you went with the crowd. And you place yourself on top of the cage. And you were watching this whole thing. Guys, <laughs> you're not from here, are you? Uh, no. No. Are you... Are you really living? Yes. 
Okay, he starts pacing around the sand. Um, I well, mean, honestly, like, they would have seen me bleed <laughs> fresh living blood. Like, it, well, there are some fresh people that still have blood. It's just not flowing. So it can still come out of your veins. It's just not pumping. Uh, so it's not the most unusual thing, but it's very rare that people actually, you know, still have all their blood. It seems to be like one of your first fights, and they thought, oh, they're fresh, but it, he didn't know that you weren't dead. Look, um, I'm going to level with you. We let people know that we don't let living inside this city because <laughs> we're dead. We don't care about pollution or, or litter or, or things that could cause disease because we're, we're already dead. You can't hurt what's already gone. But once you're here and we find you, they're going to do whatever they can to make sure you stay dead. I don't know if you care about your life at all. It seems like you have a death wish, but for your sake, God, please don't do that. I don't care what people don't think I should do. I, Hang on, wait, hang on. Double negative, I need to think about that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, you don't care. You do not. Okay. Well, in that case, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. But, um, no, here's your coin for your fight. I appreciate it. Uh, one and a half for you, because it was half the fight you won. And he hands over two sacks. One with 25 geld to Ted, and one with 75 geld to Brandon. You guys did well. If you want to come back... I can't let you join unless you're dead. I know why he didn't de- decapitate you now, but, um... Life is precious. And we may flaunt our death here, but, um... <laughs> there's a reason we freshen ourselves up. Brandon's gonna start picking up tattered pieces of his clothing and start walking out the ring. Absolutely. The cage doors are open, and is you're the, free to walk outside. Is the guy still there? The guy is still standing in the center, yeah. Just dump my bag out on the ground and throw the empty bag at his face. <laughs> okay. He catches it. Fuck you and fuck your geld. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry with whatever's going on right now. I don't know how you got here, but um, please just take care of yourself. I don't even acknowledge that. I just also begin to look around for the exit. Mm-hmm. Parker... What's the uh, what's the plan? We got him. So Parker's a spider. Um, Where where's where? God damn it! <laughs> I I think I sit for a moment and debate whether or not to turn into a human, because sometimes things are easier as a spider. And is there anyone still in the box? No, the woman has left. Can I go up to the box? Yeah, yeah. You slowly make your way as they're having this conversation. You make your way up to the box. Can I investigate it? Absolutely. There is a door on the back, two seats in the front. <laughs> That's a seven. Seven. You can see that there's a wine cooler made of what looks to be some sort of steam-powered wine cooler where they have some old bottles looking to be over 200 years old. Nothing in particular in terms of with a seven. Nothing in of note you know what? comes that's, to mind. That's fair. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go and follow the boys. Are y'all heading off in the same direction? <laughs> no, I haven't left the arena yet. I'm full on I'm leaving. still looking around for you, actually. I'm gonna go to Brandon. Once I'm standing in front of him, I'm gonna monstrously turn back into a human girl. Move out of the way, Parker. No. Do you think picking on Ted makes you a king? I think it makes you a coward. 
And quite honestly, I've been saving your life since we got here. You died once, and you would have died more times if we hadn't helped you. You're being a bully. And Kev was right. I I don't think you're the good guy right now. Parker, you couldn't have saved my life because I'm still dead. And I'm going to try to force my way past Parker. Tomorrow. Um, once we've, uh, slept, I'll, f- I'll fight you. I can, I can, I can kick your ass. God damn, how small of a spider does she turn into? <laughs> <laughs> fucking sand in this fucking arena. One sec, I'm trying to find, like, a place on the map so we can set it up. Oh, shit. Yeah. What, can spiders hear? Because here, spider, spider, spider. Ted's not a fighter. He's, he's got words and other skills. And I get that you just fight, but I want to beat you. Meet me outside the dams early in the morning when the sun rises. I'll be there. You really want to fight, I'll give you one. And then I'm going to walk out. I'm not going to bring you back this time. Into the fog, almost as if a heavy mist is over top of this city, but it's just the smoke and pollution. As you go, almost disappearing into thin air. Parker, outside the front door. I'll double back for Ted and run in and be like, Ted? Ted fucking... Ah. Oh, shit. You already... Damn it. Sorry. There was a bit of a, a a crowd wave thing that happened, so I got I got ushered out. It's okay. I've just been looking for my sunglasses. I can't find them anywhere. Oh. I got knocked off when Brandon threw me across the fucking room. Oh, um, can I cast gust around the the sand of the pit until I find the sunglasses. Yeah, investigation with advantage. I got a new plan. I figured everything out again while I was digging around in the sand <laughs> looking for a tiny spider. Uh, with a 17, I assume. Absolutely. Find oh, them. uh, here. I'm gonna be like, have you ever played Mortal Kombat, Parker? Is that a game? <sighs> okay, so in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> there's this character, and he, uh, he, he like, controls Undead souls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him my bitch. I'm gonna make him my zombie fucking <laughs> servant, like a, like some kind of evil wizard. Ted, it's Ted, not funny. It's Ted, not funny. I'm no, really gonna do not. it. It's a really good plan. It's a really good plan. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Wait, really? Really, Brandon's, he's been an asshole, and he needs to be knocked down a peg. But I don't know what it would feel like to be told you were dead. And this time I'm, I'm gonna, um, never mind, never, just, um. No, say it. No, it's, um, you guys always do the fighting and I can do the fighting and you don't, you don't need to do that alone. (sighs) Ow, God, that fucking stings. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. Do you need me to heal you? I've got 10 good berries and I just like fumble through a bunch of good berries. Yeah, I will take some good berries, actually. Oh, yeah, of course. I hand you all ten. I like the sound of that idea, Parker. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten HP back to you. Sorry if they taste like pocket. Uh, it tastes fine. I like the taste of pocket. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to fight Brandon, because that's the only fucking thing he understands anyway. You're better than Brandon at a lot of things. 
Just because you don't fight like he fights doesn't mean he's better than you. You know, I'm starting to wonder if pro wrestlers are really good fighters, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I tried so hard not to burst out laughing into the mic. Maybe they're better at talking than they are at fighting. And you're so good at talking. You're so much better at talking than Brandon is, or like way better than I am. You, you're so, you're so good at talking. You're an amazing speaker talker. <sighs> Prove the point. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Thank I you. Love, I'm in character. Yeah. I love Shawn Michaels so much, but he was always an in-ring guy. He really never cut that good of promos. Uh huh. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I need to be the Miz. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So many references. Totally. No, be be Mr. whatever you want. He always wears a suit. He always looks really good. He's never really been that guy, you know, but he's always he's always so solid. You could wear a suit. I could wear a suit. As soon as I stop bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you need more Parker searches her pockets for no, more he, good berries? He scratched me a lot of times. <laughs> are you are you still low? No, he's at forty. Yeah, no. Okay. no, it's all it's all good. Maybe there's a suit store here. Maybe I shouldn't have thrown that sack of geld on the ground. <laughs> Is it still there? No, that guy's gone. No, but I mean, well, like, you threw the money he, on the did ground. Did he pick up the gold? He probably picked it up. <laughs> it's free employee. Well, um, I think I think I have the 500 geld. I'm gonna say as the responsible one, I probably picked yeah, up the yeah, money. Yeah, super no, for fair sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go shopping, Parker? Sure, and I, I won't even dress up like Richard Gere this time. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. I feel like we really misunderstood the theme of that party. <sighs> Remember the party? <laughs> yeah. That was fun. We should go to more parties. Okay, when we get back, we'll go to more parties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you have, I, we know people. We know people. That'll invite us to parties. We totally know people that will invite us to parties. Yeah. Or we'll throw parties. I'm sure I... my Nona would let me use the downstairs. Are you supposed to eat all ten of those, like, all at once? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's hitting. It's... <laughs> Do you, I have an I'm inhaler? Good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Let's. I'm good. One more time. So we... <laughs> <laughs> Once more with feeling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Okay. Fuck this arena. Fuck yeah. The, fuck the Fear Factory. I didn't even yeah. like that show. Ooh. I didn't get to watch it, but I know there were like spiders on people and like a lot of water and stuff. Yeah, it was it was really bad. I I don't even know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how it was allowed. And you guys head out. Walking outside into the thick fog. And if you're going shopping and there is nowhere else to go than the Withermore Factory. You all have a packet in front of you. I've given the players a packet of all the places you can go to within all the boroughs of this city. And I will be posting that on our Instagram where you can connect through a Google Drive link. And I'm going to post what they have in front of them. So, the Withermore Factory. This is where pretty much everyone in the city works. Anyone who is middle to lower class. They have some sort of hand in the Withermore Factory because this is the corporation that makes everything. They make all of their supplies. There are no standalone blacksmiths, no leather makers. It is all made at the Withermore factory through assembly lines. Everything is made the exact same. Connected to the factory by Pedway, there is almost like a mall if malls were gray, brown, and sad. Making your way, you find this shopping center with 
two levels, but it has pretty much everything you'll need. Uh, for what it's worth, we don't need to buy groceries. Those good berries should keep you full. Yeah, I feel real full. I guess I'll have to spit up some more before I go to bed, because I'm getting a little hungry. But we should be okay. How does that... They come out of you, but then you eat them, and they make you full? Yeah, I don't know. Um, if I'm being super honest, my magic's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, like, a a thing? Or a something that comes and talks to you sometimes? Actually, yeah. There's, like... Uh, he calls himself my spirit animal, which is like a little culturally appropriative and also super weird. Yeah, mine is literally an animal. <laughs> <laughs> we all have problems. And he sucks. <laughs> that asshole showed up one time in my dreams to chuckle sexily at me <laughs> and then fucking leave. <laughs> Mine just told me that I might die and then left. <laughs> well, at least we're in the same boat. Yeah. I wonder if Brandon's is as fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon with the coolest motherfucker known to man. I <laughs> hate uh, that beautiful right there. I don't like the gods in this world. Tell me about it. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the gods in our world, but like... Starting to think we know better. What was Dolvira like when you commune with them? <gasps> oh, that reminds me. Um, one second. Uh, PCS? Yes. Hi, can I do a Google search, please? Absolutely. Uh, I would like to look up the Wikipedia plot summary for season seven of Shameless. Uh, uh, yeah, this, this is the time that you want to spend doing that. Just double checking, making sure. Yes, just, just pull it up, just pull it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, you got it. And then he pulls it up on your stone tablet. I read the last paragraph of the season seven Wikipedia summary for Shameless. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Dolver kind of had a lot going on, but we might be able to use him to our advantage. Yeah, like to make Brandon our zombie slave. I was, I mean... Not, I mean, or something else. Yeah, I was, I was thinking more like a like a bring him back to life so he's not a zombie anymore. Or oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, we were going to do that, weren't we? Yeah, at one point. Or like uh, bail us out of a really tough situation. Or help with the world ending thing. But yeah, no, no, let me know when you want to talk to him and I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Well, I mean, he already spurned me. For all I'm concerned, you might as well take the helm on that one. I'll just wait for the next asshole god to come around. Yeah, we didn't get along super great, but um, I feel like gods are always using people. Yeah. And maybe we could flip the narrative on that. I like the sound of that, Parker. That's a grand idea. Grand and almost insane. It's beautiful. Uh... Cool. So, um, uh, shopping? Yes. Yes. We're gonna get a suit. A suit. A liquid-proof suit, because I have still working on that bleeding thing. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, you guys go through, and there is a store in here just called Clothes. Clothes. And honestly, I felt that. Yeah, you walk in, and it is just pants in one aisle, shirts, jackets, and it's just horribly organized in the sense that everything is exactly where it should be, but it seems not good for it. Do they have any... Can I roll a perception check? See if they have a formal wear section? (laughs) I mean, investigation. Investigation. Um, And, yeah, absolutely. 
If you're all over a you're 16, you're done for the night. <laughs> <laughs> if you're all over a 16, I'll say there is one. It's that funny. Is I saw him like shake it in his hand, and he just saw him stop and look at it. <laughs> you fucker. Absolutely. It give is up. still a fucking nine. A nine. <laughs> you do find suits, none that are waterproof. Damn it. Fair. Because yeah, people be usually don't have fluids difficult. running through them. What's the price tag looking like on these suits? With a nine, you can still find a variety of what you would like, though. Are you looking for something that is more chic and stylish, looks more fresh, as the people would call it? Or are you looking for something that is yes. cotton or I want to look fresh. Absolutely. The more expensive one is looking at 110 geld. Ugh. Is there an employee? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. They turn around, and you see their back. They still have all their flesh, but as they turn forward, pure skeleton. <laughs> oh. oh, hi, yeah, how you doing? What's going on? Getting wow. clothes? Business, yeah, clothes. Business in the front, party in the back, I see. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to keep that part more glamoured. I spend 50% of my paycheck on it, so, you know, I can only keep 50% glamoured, 50%. You know, I'm, I'm just being authentic, true natural look, you know? That's efficiency. Par- Parker, are you looking for anything? And Parker's gonna dart off into the pants aisle. Absolutely. I said, I, I would like to try on one of these. Oh. I point at uh, a particularly lightish, nice silver suit. Okay, yeah, this is nice. This is actually a real good material. They've only made about 1,500 of these. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the exclusivity is <laughs> why I come to this establishment is that a lot (laughs) (laughs) well this one's going for 110 right now but if you do a customer review for me send it through the pipes maybe i can give it to you for 95 i don't know we'll see what wow that is such a generous discount and so much better than me stealing it well you you see parker's hand sneak away from the suit Did you want to try it on? Yes. Yes, yeah, I would like to try it on. Takes you to the back corner where there's these mirrors and a little changing booth for you to go in. While this is happening, I would like to do some small theft. Absolutely. Parker's just going to find a pair of pants and put them on under her big ass skirt. I would be really upset if this wasn't a corporation you're stealing from. But the fact that it isn't a mom and pop, please put on those pants. Yeah. And what are these pants that you're looking for? I would like some big pants with lots of pockets. Big pants, lots of pockets, there's a ton of them. Hell yeah. A lot of, a lot of people down here are the working man. <laughs> Every pair of pants that I, Kayla Temchiv, canonically owns. And you can absolutely, no check required, nothing special about them, they just do have a lot of pockets. I uh, put them on under my skirt and then pretend like I didn't. You got it. Mm-hmm. And Ted, you just changed into this beautiful silver suit. Does it fit well? Almost like a glove. Because the way that they do their suits, instead of going to a tailor, they have these straps on the sides. Because people know that your flesh may not be permanent. You're going to change sizes a lot, perhaps in a matter of a week. They have these straps on the inside. It's like an old renaissance doublet. Fuck yeah. yeah, Exactly. (laughs) And you can pull them down and tie it off to whatever size you are that day. And it can fit pretty much any size. It's pretty much a one size fits all. Uh, I step out and admire myself in the mirror real quick. Oh, uh, this is... Wow. Is this what the Miz feels like? (laughs) Is this what the Miz feels like? That silver's really short. I can tell you care a lot about your appearance. You look super fresh. I do. I am incredibly self-conscious. I mean, I care about my appearance. (laughs) (laughs) I should throw this in with a cost associated to it, but I'm already getting you that good deal. You're already going to give me that good review. I can already tell. Mm -hmm. He pulls out a pink tie. He says, I think that could be included in that suit package for you. 
Wow. Yeah, you have an incredible eye for matching colors. Um, <laughs> I used to. Do you, do you have any belts and shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're not clothes for nothing. Takes you over to the shoes and belt section. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to put the whole put the whole ensemble together real quick. I and, totally uh, understand. See, see how it all fits. How's it going over there, Parker? Uh, uh nothing. Nothing for me. <laughs> uh, I'll come and join you over there, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah come check it out later. Did you, you say later? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I won't then. What kind of shoes are we looking for? Brown. Brown? Leather shoes, I guess. Brown leather. They've got matte or they've got polished. Polished, for sure. Absolutely, you go with the polish. He's like, this is going to be another 30 gil. All good. I am renowned for my fiscal solvency. <laughs> I don't know how much money. I don't, I don't know what any of those words meant. <laughs> The belts, he goes over. These are just the simple belts. I'm assuming you want a brown with brown shoes. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, Word. it would be a cardinal sin to wear a black belt with brown shoes. I, Come on. <laughs> is this close or what? I mean, I only have half a brain, but I know you need brown shoes with a brown belt. Yeah, this is going to be another five gelt on top of that. Parker right. puts down a pair of navy shoes and a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Parker, didn't you need some help with something? Uh, Yes. Excuse, excuse me, please. May I have assistance over here? Yeah, absolutely. What are we looking for today? I will get back with you in just a second. Oh, of we'll course. I'm check just, out. I'll just be admiring myself over here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I am looking for a headband. The second he walks away, I cast disguise self on myself to look like I'm the old clothes I was wearing. <laughs> Absolutely you do. Good God, that's the greatest use of that spell I've ever seen. That's beautiful. Back on over to Parker, he says, a headband? Yeah, I am thinking of changing up my hair. Well, if you want a headband, we got a whole aisle of those, but I thought you were going to go for a headdress. Come on! And then he leads you down the aisle. Do I see that Ted has done his magic? Oh, yeah. for sure. Within eye view. I walk over to you both. I'm just like, oh, so sorry, man. I just found out I'm allergic to fabric. Uh, but I'll still leave you that good review. Oh, well, I appreciate that for free. God. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I know. You my, have that crazy allergy. My fabric allergy. I probably yep. shouldn't even get a headband around you. But, I mean, if it makes you feel good, you should definitely get it. Why oh. would allergies affect you if... Hang on a second. <laughs> he goes uh, back behind the desk. Run! <laughs> I was gonna try and bluff our way out of it, but he left. Run? Is that the? Is that where? I, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. Just at this point, we are running. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Run. Run. Cool. You guys run. Can you like, give me a stealth check as you guys are getting? Book it, Parker. Because <laughs> I trust that you guys have your movement speed, but does he notice that you're slipping uh, past? Oh! What did you roll? A natural one. I'm using my DVD. I was going to say, I might also use my reroll. <laughs> Damn. Not for that whole battle, no. Damn. But for stealing this suit. <laughs> okay, 19. 19 is good. Oh, yeah. We got a we gotta fucking. Got a 19 as well. 19 as well. You both slip out. We almost lost, but through and the power soon, of shoplifting. He goes down <laughs> to start writing on a page that's soon to be sent through a pipe, but as he looks up, he says, What's your name? Oh, I don't get paid enough anyway. And goes back to his job. He, he may notice what looks to be a small note on the ground. Oh, does he? Yeah. As he goes back to the modeling section, what note does he find on the ground? He goes to pick it up, but it's an illusion of a good review. It's my silent image. 
He goes back to the page. Two humans alive. Oh! <laughs> Sends it through the pipe. That's on you. And we're going to go to Brandon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't take the little like funny hijinks and then go back into a broody little mode. <laughs> Okay. And yet we must. And yet we must. Every time it's like, we're going to go shopping. You go be sad somewhere. Yeah, for real. Are you heading towards a different borough of the city? Yes, I am heading towards the dams. Absolutely. So as you get your way out of Puffing Board, you head down the street through the rotted row, which looks a lot like your neighborhood, except a lot more trash on the streets, a lot more pollution, fog in the air. But it is the nicer part of town. And as you reach the gate, you get outside you are outside these walls once again, these large steel walls. It's a lot more easier to breathe outside the walls, but you're in the dams, and the dams is the place not a lot of people go. This is where race is still a factor in this world. The more non-humanoid you get, the less you are included in society, and that's a lot of where the dams settle. The dams is home to a lot of shifters, a lot of people with animalistic attributes, characteristics with their physical appearance along with full orcs as opposed to half orcs and there's not a lot to do in the dams however there is a good black market known as market black and there is known as house white market black and there's also a good pub to go to not everybody sleeps because you know undeads but it's still a good place to hunker down for the night if you wish to go there I would like to head towards the I guess the Market Black. You go to Market Black. And as you go down, the sun starts going down as well. Good time to go to Market Black. And the place starts filling up with life. It almost looks like a farmer's market from hell. It's rugged, but a lot of individual booths set up with a lot of individual product. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Weapons. Absolutely, there are a plethora. Your eye happens to catch on this one, and it is a full orc and they appear to have not a lot of skin on their bone, except for their hands. Their forearm to their hands, completely fleshed out. I need weapons. Uh, common. Okay. <laughs> what are you looking for, boy? I want to take out my little hand axe and put it on the table. I need a bigger one of these. <laughs> Hand me a toothpick, I'll give you a spear. Give me this axe. I'll get you one that'll chop the heads off of kings. And he goes in the back. Dude, we should have gotten weapons. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need weapons, Parker. I'm fighting this guy at sunup. He's gonna fucking kill me. I don't know that. (laughs) No, you don't, and you never will. Pushes his hand over a curtain. Big black rag. You hear a couple of metal shufflings as he pulls out a couple of axes and he sets them on the table and he says Before we exchange a person as fresh as you you have the coin Grab my little bag of coins Mm -hmm. I'm just going to drop it on the table and let it splat How much would this get me? Puts it on a scale 75 gold he takes one of the axes off. That was a battle axe. What'd you put away there? <laughs> That's a special toy for a special boy. 
Nope. <laughs> wow. No, you're keeping that shit. <laughs> Do not. Wow. Don't you fucking dare cut that. <laughs> Just a little something extra. And you see a glint. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sorry. Just no, fucking Jonah. Just fucking jump. Now, I'm sorry. Laugh it out. Laugh it out. <laughs> fucking Jonah's You looking. can't say it's a special toy for a special boy. And <laughs> <laughs> <Then> segue. <laughs> that axe. It has a little bit more swing to it inside of his skull where he used to have his eyes sparkle a little bit with a red flame lights up i i was talented in the arts as a boy men would go to war and i would supply them made me very rich in life however i kept the good ones for myself the ones that I could tinker with with the arcane arts. And that was one of them. For the non-magical means, 75 geld will do. Brandon hears the little part about the magical means in the arcane arts, and his thoughts immediately go to Ted, and then you see his eyes kind of furrow a bit. You think the winner of the Fear Factory wouldn't be able to get a discount? Hmm... I get occasional people from the walls come to my shop. How about this? If I engrave my mark onto the axe, I'll sell it to you for 75. What does the engraving do? Just marketing? Shows people who made it. Deal. (laughs) Splendid transaction. And he goes in the back once again, heats up the fire, and you hear... After ting. Dilly comes back about five minutes later, and you see it has what looks to be a skull and a little bit of runes around it. You can't recognize them because they're in orcish. But basically, he says, Just so you know what you're buying, my mark says, Working Hands Forge. That's all. That's my symbol, that's my brand, and this is a special axe just for you. I'm going to reach out and grab it. And then he hands it over. I let him just drop it in my hands. Move it around a bit, get the feel of the weight. It seems perfectly balanced. It feels much lighter than it looks. But you can tell this is made with very condensed steel. For the mechanics of this weapon, you basically get the attributes of Savage Attacker, where you get to roll your damage with advantage. But if you roll a natural one... All that damage is done to yourself. I'm going to give him one last glance. We'll do business again. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. And he, with a hunch on his back, goes back behind the curtain. And you hear the sound of steel against steel and the forge lighting up. I will like to leave and make my way to the spotless to back to the... You got it. To backseat. Yeah, the spotless (laughs) to backseat. Yeah. And that is the name of the pub. In the dams. As you enter, with axe on your back, it's not a pub like you've seen on Earth. It's almost like a library, because it's so quiet. A couple of open seats, but they, they're not empty. They've got people here. People just sit with their drink. And you look up to see the barkeep. And it seems to be some sort of shifter having feline traits about them. Aye, you wish for a drink? The strongest thing you have 
<laughs> well, I can't put you in a cup. And he goes back behind the bar, pours what looks like this greenish-brown mixture, slides it across. Have yourself a seat. You don't get you your bill. I start sipping on it as I'm taking the loneliness. Just take a deep breath. I'm no fucking tyrant. And you take a sip of your drink, and it slides down your throat, and it tastes like nothing. Not even water. Because even water has a taste. Figure as much. I'm gonna try to move into the table away from the bar. Kind of a little secluded area if possible. You got it. Cross my arms, throw my feet up on the table, and close my eyes. I'm going to try to reach out to Silent Roar. Give me a religion check. Can't just show up out of nowhere and leave just like that. That's 12. 12. Your patron has a vested interest in you. The DC was 10. With blue puffs of smoke appearing in front of you, you see the giant's belt, the scars on his body, and his pulled up hair. Hello. I won the fight. But what did you lose? Feels like I lost more than I thought I had. Funny how that is. How did you win your fights if you refused to overpower your opponents? It was rarely a time I could. There was a long portion of my life where I sworn off fighting, never to be done again. I kept defeating opponents, pushing them into the dirt. And the worst part is it felt good. But eventually, I had to fight. Not for me, but for those I cared about. And from that point on, I knew what it meant to throw a punch. We have the responsibility of protecting our world. I don't know if I can do that without uh, proving to myself how strong I really am. What's so funny? Brandon, you know how strong you are. You just need to know when to fight. And he fades away through the chimney to a blue mist. And with that, we're going to go back to these two. And as we pan back to Parker and Ted. Ted, I got pants! Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Are, oh, Wow, that's a lot of pockets. Yeah, no, I see me lift up the pant leg of my skirt to reveal so many pockets. I won't need to tuck my inhaler in my sock anymore. Y- yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a win right there. <laughs> uh, do I look okay? Yeah, um, you look, you look really nice. Thanks, thanks, uh. It makes me feel better having getting my fucking ass kicked earlier wearing a suit for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I guarantee you Brandon is not wearing a suit. Um, yeah, he's not. He's probably wearing... Not a shirt. Yeah. No, not really. Doesn't really do that. <laughs> Where do we sleep? Uh, I think I saw a sign. The Blushing Flea? It's right around here, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. As they flip to their page. <laughs> the blushing flame. I had it held open for this express purpose. As you all start making your way down the street, it looks like a house with a couple different layers. It looks very wide, and you walk inside, and as soon as you step in, it's very homey. 
It is super homey. It's a cute little place, tavern and inn. Even though no, most people don't have to sleep, people still like having relations. So oh, people no. rent out their rooms. This is gonna be so oh. bad. So bad. <laughs> oh no! As you step up to the front desk, you see there are two paths. One that leads to a staircase going upstairs leading to the rooms, and the other leading to the left, which leads to the kitchen and bar. Coming up from the counter, an undead halfling. Oh, well, hey, how we doing, kiddos? You guys are looking fresh this evening in more ways than one from you, my friend. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, thank you I so much. I give a huge, exaggerated thumbs up to Parker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, I just died. We want to experience the novelty of... Sleeping? Oh, yeah. I mean, as fresh as you Pretending are. Pretending to sleep. I mean, I, I I know coming in terms with death, it's tough sometimes. Yeah! Yeah, I'm not taking it very well. No, no. no she she really misses the feeling of just closing your eyes and... Being uh, not awake. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, a death of young lovers is tough to take oh, in. Or not. I, um, um, no, 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 no. You just see, died I'm it. just wearing the suit because... It gives me confidence. And oh. I'm, I just uh, uh, died. I am so sorry. I don't want to assume anything. I apologize. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. No, that's on me. Um, that is on me. And I will take that into account. You, you accepting my apology. It's good, but I need to fix myself. We always are, you know? <laughs> I'm and- starting to grow extremely concerned because I'm sweating <laughs> profusely. I'm like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. Well, if you guys are interested in a room, it is only ten geld a night. Uh, and yeah, if you're yeah, sharing yeah. that room, right away, please. Unless you're doing separate rooms, I would, I, I'm sorry. We I do again a, don't a want to assume. Room, we've roomed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've, that's totally normal. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Okay. And then he starts writing down in this little book, seals that up, hands you a key. And says, all right, that is going to be 10 geld, and you guys are going to be in 3B. Absolutely. Uh, what is uh, checkout time tomorrow morning? Oh, just when sun up. <laughs> we don't really do check-in, check-out. It's just honor system, because if not, I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. That or my wife will. Hey, come in here, honey. Thea. And coming in is a heavy set half-orc. How are you, hubby? Gives him a little kiss on the forehead. <laughs> All young lovers, we love to see it. You have rooms with two beds, right? Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I want to try and sleep. I would not sleep uh Not that it would bone. be a problem. I slept with my mom until I was like eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always had my own bed. I... Yeah, no, no, no. Guys, don't be uncomfortable. It's completely okay. Why would you think I'd be uncomfortable? (laughs) Thea comes down, gives him a kiss on the cheek. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Go go back to the bar. I'm sorry I called you away. Oh, you know. And they skip on back, thumping the ground every time they skip. And the halfling gets off the stool that they were standing on and starts leading you guys up the stairs. He's almost having to climb over them as he's going up. He's like, all right, come on this way, guys. We're going up two floors. You are on 3B. Your wife seems lovely. They are. Yeah, it's really sweet, actually, that your your love is so strong after death and everything. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just find someone that fits. And there's no reason to deny that. Under any circumstances, it would be so foolish of me to not experience my emotions as they authentically are. Yeah. yeah Therapy's doing insane. wonders. Yeah, that's therapy. Wow. <laughs> Who's your therapist? I, I should leave him a good <laughs> For review. A <laughs> Don't laugh. Their name is Doc Bones. 
<laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Man, the, and then he keeps climbing up the, the phone book. Must be such a pain. <laughs> the what? The... It's a it's a joke <laughs> from uh, before we died. Yeah, we, we knew we, each other. We come from a really weird place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really unsure of your relationship. Let's keep going. <laughs> and he gets you upstairs, unlocks the door into three B. With these doors, there's a big one for larger, medium sized creatures, and a smaller door for small sized creatures. He opens up the small one, and inside the small, he opens up the bigger door. From there, lets you all in and says, "All right, here we are. Two twin beds, single bathroom. If you want any food, we got a full kitchen downstairs." Oh, nice. Great. Uh, thank you. Thanks. We'll just uh, get get unpacked and look around at our I'll, not having any luggage. I'll pretend to sleep. <laughs> That's why we're here. For I'm the experience. Leave the key on the nightstand. And you two have a great rest of your night, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. Nice meeting you. Have fun Absolutely. You therapy. all as well. Oh, I will. I will. Try and <laughs> stop me. Walks outside, closes the door. Did, did I say the part about my mom out loud? Yeah, but like... I don't know. Kelly seems lovely. I'm sure she like liked that you slept with her till you were eight. Yeah. <laughs> My grandparents wouldn't let me sleep with them. I used to kick a lot. I get that. Sleeping yeah. is uh, stressful. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta let some anger out. Yeah. I guess that uh that their therapy sounds like a cool tool. How does it? It is interesting that they have therapy when they're all. I mean, I guess probably a thriving industry when everyone's dead yeah i guess there's a lot to be concerned about what do you think the five stages of grief are here um it's i feel probably, like they're different <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like it's probably it's probably like anger and in disbelief and then i guess acceptance and then you start working in the mind and then you start working in the mind yeah i think brandon's in that anger part hmm Okay, well, um, good night. Yep. Uh, by the way, Parker, uh, thanks for helping me back there. I probably, honestly, would have been ripped to shreds. You don't need to thank me. No, I do. I feel like me and that asshole fucking, we're always so intense about who's got to be better and all that shit. We just, I don't know. I feel like we don't give you enough credit sometimes. I'm never gonna let anything hurt you. Like, for real, beyond repair, kind of. Um, you don't need to ask for that. Well, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, thanks. Thanks. I'm, uh, you're awesome. You're awesome, too. And, um... And uh good night. Good night. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep in this suit. Yeah, I'm uh I Parker takes off the skirt, so she's just in her pants and then takes off like two layers of sweaters and a cardigan. Pajamas. God, why did I say that? <laughs> Parker <laughs> curls up in bed and just puts her face in her pillow. Ted pulls the string of the light, it goes out. You two drift off into sleep. Brandon, staring into the bottom of his glass, slowly slips into almost a meditative state. We all drift off. As we all drift off into our dreamlike state, 
The smell of death and sewage fades into your nose, and you slip into a deep sleep. You begin to hear chatter, not in the real world, but in this dreamlike state. It's dark, and as you're coming to, underfoot you see a glowing light. You're standing on these illuminated columns, and you're swiftly floating upwards into the abyss. Parker, to your left, about 25 yards away, you see a column with a vague image of Ted on your right. You see Brandon in the center. Can't see much past them, but you feel a warmth behind you. Parker, you hear. Hello. It's nice to speak to you once more. Hey, spirit person. Something exciting is about to happen, and I'm so happy that you get to be a part of it. That sounds like you're about to, like, cull the earth. Are you about to cull the earth? I live for what you call the earth. And as you keep going up and up, these pedestals of light eventually stop. Stopping almost instantaneously, with no pause or slowing down. Your balance is thrown off just a touch. Whoa. (laughs) But you find your center of gravity. You look towards the center of this circle, and you see a bright yellow light. Try and look at it directly, but it's almost blinding. They begin to dim their glow as they turn their shoulder around, spinning in a circle. As your eyes calibrate to the light, you see that it's a shoulder, and then a face, and then eyes. As you calibrate to the light, you can see that this is a well-dressed, royal-looking figure covered in yellow energy. And with the light filling the space, you can now see that you're not alone, you three. Not only is there Parker, Ted, and Brandon, but there are some eight others, all on columns, circling this bright figure. And behind each person is a floating figure with much dimmer light than the one in the center, but light nonetheless, with various colors, Parker's being green, Ted's pink, Brandon blue. Parker, when you read that book, how many classes were there? Like, eight? Also, hi, I didn't know you could hear me. Or, Brandon? (laughs) Looking around, trying to figure out where the hell we are. Do you think these are the other teams? Teams? I don't think they're Collins. I'm going to look around, see if I can't see someone else with a blue light. No one else has a blue light. The yellow light in the center. The main, brightest light. (laughs) Hello. And congratulations. My name is Un Meyong, and I'm the god of fate and destiny. People hear my voice, but it's rare to see my face. I've had to suppress myself into this form, something that you could conceive. I don't do this often. In fact, it's been millions upon millions of years since I've seen another mortal. Wait, this isn't just my dream? Is that actually you, Parker? Okay, well, uh, uh, say something that only Ted would say, and then in the morning we'll confer. Yep, that sounds like Ted. (laughs) Each of you have been hand-selected, every single one of you, to be here right now. Behind you, you should have already met your patron. I'm going to look behind me. And you look and you see their silent roar standing behind you. Gives you a nod. Look behind Parker and Ted. (laughs) Behind Parker, you see some sort of glowing, almost leaf-like figure. 
they look to be covered in shrubbery. They're the least humanoid patron around. Yo, did I get a whole cryptid? You see some sort of creature behind Parker. Fucking Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is giving the... I'll get into this later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Behind Ted, you see a large humanoid bird with feathers coming off of his arms and calves. His body's covered in fine clothing and on his back. He also seems mad horny. <laughs> you notice Ted uselessly fling his harmonica at the bird. <laughs> Gonna take a second. And as I'm taking this in, realizing I'm not the only one that had a voice, I'm going to look at the other teams, see if I can't make any distinct figures. And as you look, you see people start to turn around, some of them experiencing shock because they haven't met their patron, and some experiencing intensity and seriousness. How many other people are here? There are you three and then eight. Yeah. The figure in the center speaks up again. All of your simple lives are about to be disturbed with glorious purpose. Some of you know each other. Some of you may recognize each other. Some faces may be brand new to your eyes regardless. I would not recommend exchanging pleasantries. So we probably shouldn't have talked earlier. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the stoic type, Parker. (laughs) Sorry! As they're talking over the entity. (laughs) Over the literal god of fate. Are they all human, or are there different races? No. No, okay. A lot of them aren't. You can see some having tentacles. You can see some having multiple arms or legs. You can see some having larger ears, some having tails. They don't seem like they're all human. Okay. We don't recognize any of Mm -mm. them. Is there another human aside from us, or no? You can't be certain. Okay. I don't recommend exchanging pleasantries for the reason that you might have to fight your way through everyone in this room. Now don't get too excited. I've linked your states of dream. <laughs> God damn, we can't do visual gags. I, I didn't want to interrupt, but <laughs> that seems appropriate. Ted is screaming silently. <laughs> fight everyone. God. Help it. <laughs> Yeah, so you see a big-ass grin come across <laughs> Brandon. Don't get too excited. I've linked your states of dreams. Consider this a safe space, uh, a timeout zone. Now, for the marks of power. All the patrons begin to grow brighter and brighter with a humming that's almost deafening once it reaches its peak. Some of the beings on the pedestal start to shriek in pain, and parts of the mortal's bodies begin to glow too. Some on the shoulders, forearms, some on the chest. But when the light begins to dim, you notice that you've all been branded with unique symbols on various parts of your body, and each symbol in a different color and shape. And as the glowing subsides, you see that you are all now branded with marks of power, and let me go through where and what they are for each of you. For you three, Brandon, your mark is the barbarian symbol on your collarbone. Amanda, what tattoo I'm going to get in real life now? Collarbone tat? Hell collarbone yeah. Tat. Parker, you get the druidic symbol on your right ankle. <laughs> I already have it. Nope. <laughs> Not quite looking like that. For those of you that don't know, Kayla does have a tattoo on their right ankle, and it is a little it's ghost really with their stupid. hands up, and it looks really funny. <laughs> we'll post on the Instagram. Um, oh, God. For Ted... You get the mark of the bard, and it's on your lower back. 
Excuse me? <laughs> you got a tram Excuse stamp? Excuse me? <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm blowing up the metaverse. <laughs> I'm fucking done with this fucking still life. still a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I said it and I'll say it again. <laughs> fucking only technically. I know mine's pink too. Yours is I pink. Don't even, you don't even have to tell me it's pink because I know it's fucking pink. Parker, yours God is green. Damn it. <laughs> And And, uh, Brandon, yours is blue. Okay. It's pink, right? (laughs) Yeah, yours is totally pink. I knew it. (laughs) Um, Some others are gray, purple, red, white, orange. Where's your mark of power? I don't like to talk about it. (laughs) I was like, one of us has to get it in a weird, eh, there it is. You see a couple brands, the glowing is still happening at the moment, and you see it's on their forehead, their forearms. That sucks. Their neck, shoulders. Damn, the neck one would have been... There is one with one on their entire scalp. I would have taken that, honestly. That's kind of (laughs) sick. The neck one would have been awesome for time. Forehead would have been bad, though. Forehead is bad. As the pain and burning comes to a cease... Now that you are all marked, the real game begins. A figure with glowing red patron behind him speaks up and he says, Yeah, and why in the nine hells would we slaughter each other over some tattoos? I'm already slaughtering you all after I got a pink tramp stamp. (laughs) (laughs) An intuitive question. These symbols placed before you are a manifestation of your patron's power. And with that, you are all given the very rare fortune... To gain the abilities of those you have slain. Those have slain <laughs> Wait, am in I, battle? Am I a necromancer now? <laughs> we don't have time for this. We need to save our world. And I'm going to try to step out of the light. You try to step out off the pedestal? Yeah, like I'm going to like, try to take a, attempt to take a step. Yeah, you attempt to take a step and there is no ground beneath you and you fall. Oh. Silent roar, if you would. They push their hands together, and with a bolt of blue lightning, they go down, grab you, and place you back on the pedestal. They grab you by the shoulder tightly and pull you in. You're going to want to hear this next bit. (sighs) Okay. Why fight each other? I understand. Know that you are a very select few. Getting to each other is the hardest part. But to fight anybody in this room... Now that is a real task. I never said it had to be a slaughter. There is no honor in that. So with the way of your mark, you can choose to give that away. You can do it at will. You can even do it to a person that isn't in this circle. You could do it right now. You can have your own chosen. But, listen close, for I caution you from doing so. For once that mark leaves your body, your place in this game is no longer yours. And the power that you gain from that mark will be gone, scattered across the cosmos. You will return to your regular, simple life. And if that reality attracts you by all means, give up your mark. There is no shame in that. However, you all have been chosen for a reason. Someone with a mark on their forehead. Can I get a perception check? They come from across the circle, so it's a little hard to see. But 21. Do we 21. still have a plus? Yeah, you have all your stats. 20. 19. 19. 21. You all passed. And you see this person looks 
You can't see their face, their features, what the clothing they have on, but you can see that there is a tail, claw-like hands, and half-pointed tip ears. I'd say if you could deduce that, you could see that this person is most likely Vaknian. And that person speaks up, and they say, Well, what happens if someone is killed, but no one here is the one to strike the final blow? What happens to the mark, as you call it? Well, the mark will remain dormant on the corpse until one of you chosen go up and claim it. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? Songbird, this is this is not our game, man. <laughs> Songbird. Do we... <laughs> do we... Is the goal to get all of them? The goal is to do what you will to gain power. You could be the first mortal in existence to wield the power of all forms of magic. Could you make a world magic... The winner receives a prize. The wielder of all forms of magic will receive one wish from me. I don't know what you know about fate, but I could make a lot of things happen. Trust your patrons. They have a vested interest in you. People start to chatter. Sparks around the circle. Some puzzled, some menacing. Piece of advice... Friends, utilize your patrons the most you can. From now, I will allow them to commune with you openly. These beings before you, they've been around for millions of years, and they are not gods. But they're just about as close as they can be. They're quite experienced in combat, trickery, conquest. Your patrons are the first to have their abilities that you possess. Be it natural-born sorcerer, juridic arts... Or the mastery of magic. They will not deceive you. For as I said, they are not selfless in this act. They have an end to win as well. Once you are out of this dreamlike state, all of you will have a price on your heads. So, master your craft. For it may be the difference between limitless power or a shallow grave. Any questions? What happens if we don't? What happens if none of us want to play? That is why there is a reason you can pass your mark. To find your own chosen. So that's it. We either, we have to get all of them or we have to give up our magic. This is a game only played once before in the history of existence. But that's it, right? We have to have all of them or we have to give up all of our magic. The game will take as long as it needs to. But yes, those are the only options. There's only one way to avoid it, Parker. There is nothing wrong with the simple life, my friends. Says the god. Whatever, dude. You come pay taxes and tell me what the simple life is like. (laughs) If you believe that I have not seen and witnessed every vessel... And to see how beautiful a simple life can be, then you are a bigger fool than I had come to think. You gave me a pink tramp stamp. (laughs) I fucking hate your guts. (laughs) I actually had no call in that matter. That That is all on the patrons. They got to choose their color. Wait, you... you, 
they got you the did shoes this. There. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a sense of humor. Do, do you have one of these? We're matching. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Keep going. I'm done. I'm done throwing my fit. Any other questions? I do wish to answer them now. For this may be the last chance. I'm going to turn around to look at Silent Roar. What do you get out of it? The patron whose victor succeeds will get to be a god of their own planet. What if we lose? What happens to you? Nothing more than I've been doing for millions of years. Watch and observe my followers and the people who use my art. Just know... Win or lose, Brandon. My time with you has been the greatest time I've had in this afterlife. You, though flawed, have so much promise. You could not disappoint me if in a few tried. If we win this, our world needs protection. Promise me that you'll do what you can to protect it. And I will make you a god. In this state, I can't do more than a simple specter or phantom can, but as a god, I can pull some more strings. And he pulls out his arm. I pull out my arm and extend a fist. I turn to my spirit guardian. Have you decided on a name for yourself? I believe I have. I was puzzled with the idea, but I was talking to my fellow patrons, and they called me Frey. Frey? Yes. We're going to win. I have no doubt. So what are you up to, asshole? (laughs) I'm plotting how I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And then I'm going to cut that fucking tramp stamp out of your fucking feathery hide. <laughs> and I'm going to mount it above my mantle as a permanent reminder that being a bard is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your wit. <coughs> your sass. It's the sole reason of why I picked you. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. You may not like me now, and I don't expect you to. I'm an asshole. <laughs> but... You will want to win this. I guarantee. Oh. I need to win this. I have to. Let me help you. Been waiting on it, man. <laughs> Would love to hear from you more. <laughs> hey, I mean, Whenever you want to come show up. <laughs> Communication's a two-way street. If you wanted to reach out, you could reach out. What? I sing a song about you, man. That's true. That was for me? No, not really, but you know what I mean. I will reach out more. At least I can cover this shit with a shirt. (laughs) Forehead guy over there is fucked. (laughs) You see, as everyone stops talking to their patrons, everyone finally turns towards the center. The last one to do it is the Vaknian, the forehead tattoo, and a dark gray spirit behind him. You can't see the Vaknian very well, but you can see that this is a tall muscular, gray humanoid with a bald head with ornate shoulder guards for their patron. 
eyes of pure black, and you haven't seen a semblance of a smile on this person's face. You. Hmm? Did you not hear the warning of small talk? I don't need an answer. I just need to say, I just need him to hear me. Hmm. Tell Cairo the king is on his way. They step into the light and you see. You've already told them. <laughs> the person in the center with the yellow light says, Well, now that that is all cleared up, the game begins when you all awake. There is little sense in being afraid, my friends. Do not live the rest of your life in fear. The last time this took place, it took hundreds of years, but I have promised with you. We will not cower in these times of destiny, for this is the moment to be excited. You are the first generation of multiclassers to bless the cosmos in more time than you could fathom. You will be a fascination to the historians for years to come. Journey on, adventurers. And good luck. And that is where we are going to end the session. to this episode of Magic Isn't Real. We're calling this one our Arc 1 finale, and it's, quite frankly, it's a lot. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review on whatever podcast player you're listening on so that you never miss an episode, and also just to help us grow our tiny little show into a show so gargantuan that it takes up a 20-foot by 20-foot square or larger. If you want to hear our immediate reactions to the fact we're now engaged in a death battle, you should check out our after show, Making the Magic, on Patreon. It's only $5 a month, and you get access to our Discord after show, posted shortly after each episode drops, and our upcoming Halloween special, Dark Magic, where I, Kayla Temshiv, steal the reins from Dustin and serve as your humble game master. If that sounds like your proverbial cup of tea, check out the link to our Patreon in the episode description. Without further ado, the credits! Our game master is Dustin Parsons, Christian Contreras plays Brandon Rodriguez, Jonah Pfeiffer plays Ted Vardaman, and Kayla Temshiv plays Parker Henley. This episode is edited by Dustin Parsons with assistance from Kayla Temshiv. Intro music is by Jake the Dead. Art is by Juniper Whitney. Eddie is our community manager, and social media is managed by Anna Rose Pfeiffer and Kayla Temshiv. As always, see you next time, and thank you for listening to Magic Isn't Real. We love you. Oh, and we lied about the magic. It's totally real. It's totally real.